Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of female black and dating with me, yours truly, Leanne Meyer. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, I am over the top excited. I have my sister from another mister, my my co-host, my foghorn, everything, Shireen Daniels. MD, <laughs> you know what? We have to let them know. We have to let them know. Yeah. Listen, everybody, if for, for all of my comportment, I'm gonna tell you now, this is about to go out the window today. This is me and my home girl kicking it, talking about everything, things that we're not meant to talk about. So yes, I'm going to put the explicit content might be in this particular program. So you guys have already heard my stats. I'm going to say them again for those of you who don't know me. I'm 36, mother of two, married. Five years ago, I was a committed, committed single turn, ready, single, happy to mingle. And now I'm settled down. But that's not a bad thing. I'm loving life, especially as it is. So now I want to hand over to my girl, Shireen Daniels, to give her, (laughs) to give us her stats. Tell me, Shireen, tell the people them about you. Oh, you let it please, you let it please. (laughs) Right, so what's my stats? Right, so I'm 39 years old, desperately clinging to my 30s, because um, like 40s around the corner and I'm not ready. And um, I've got two children. So I've got a 12-year-old and a two-year-old and not married, but pretty much. Do you know what I mean? That will come. Basically. Soon come, soon come. That will come. It ain't a thing. I'm not, you You know, like we, we can get into this, but my thing always is like, I needed to live with somebody that always. was more important to me before marriage. You know, when like, everyone's like, yeah. oh, we've got to get married. I, to be honest, like whatever. But the, yeah, you've the co-hab- been yeah, yeah, yeah. But the cohabiting <laughs> thing was my equivalent of, you know, how some, how some people get about marriage. I'm like, listen, if we ain't, <laughs> listen, living, I- if we ain't living in the same place, it ain't it. I'm sorry. I still, sorry. I still remember you raising an eyebrow when I'm engaged and pregnant and still not living in, living together with and my other half. Yeah, <laughs> that's all well you're and like, good. <laughs> you're like, well, yeah, you live together. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. That that'll come afterwards. Yeah, I've got to keep traditional, <laughs> right? <laughs> so listen, we got we got to jump straight in because. You are, you have been, always been so open. We've talked, we've always been open talking about our dating lives, what we've experienced, what's been scary, what's been good. So let's start that. Give us a little bit of your dating history. Where did it all start for you? If you want to, big crushes, big loves, whatever, what you've learned, you just tell me where you, oh tell me where you want to go. <laughs> oh my goodness, right, because you know you've got to go back a few years. So we're going to skip the whatless people because they don't they deserve... Only- no, because they I don't mean, deserve energy and oxygen. No. So, like, do you no. know what? No, no. So we, we ain't gonna do, we ain't gonna do it because it ain't that type of podcast where I can just come and just lay <laughs> lay people out, right? This ain't no name and shame, and they don't <laughs> even deserve. <laughs> they don't even They're not getting any credit. You were what less? What less people have been eradicated? No, so we're not they talking were about the one. Learned. We're not talking about the what no. less. What, what? We're not talking about the what less ones. Um. So yeah, what's my dating? you know what mixed I would say um Mm -hmm. so I have been an equal opportunities dater meaning like I've only ever dated men just to be clear before people thinking oh my gosh she's like she's like what the fuck about her which is fine but don't always dated men um and yeah, I just like whoever from wherever, do you know what I mean? I, I was mm-hmm. never one of these black women that 
only dated within my race. Because what one of the things that you know I always have to remind people is I grew up in the whitest of white areas in towns. Like there's barely any black people. So do you know what I mean? So when everyone else was playing like his chase, there weren't no looking. Like I was just like standing there thinking, what is this for? Because listen, no white <laughs> boy is coming for the black girl. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, let's just be crystal clear. I still had to recover from the fact they're calling me the N-word and the C-O-O-N-word on the playground. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you're still, right. you're, do, do you understand? Like, like real talk, right. you know? So yeah. when all my friends, they were like, kiss, 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 like, I didn't know that life. And then until I got, and also, I was very t- I'm very tall. Yeah. And I was tall for a long time. You know how it is right. when you're at school before the, balls, before the boys catch up and, you know, it's all the rest of it. So, so all those things. You know, I'm a black girl and I'm tall and, and, and. Um, so that was just a different, you know, experience. So I had my first, like, proper boyfriend when I was 18 years old. And he was, yeah. um, I think he was, was he half Greek? I think he was Greek. Stuart, his name was. <laughs> um, and do you know what? Like Stuart Googling him now. Do you know Stuart? <laughs> Yeah, Stuart, Stuart. And you know what? Like, that was, like, the first... You know when you talk about, like, teenage... um, Mm. Like, you know, like, your first teenage... um, Not boyfriend, but, yeah, kind of... It's not even, like, crush, but... You know when you do... You you literally live the dream, innit? You're, like, walking, you're holding hands. He was, like, coming to my house. He, I was coming to his house on a Sunday. You know, when he... No, I was 17. I wasn't even... Was I 17? No, he was 17, 18. I was doing my A-levels you know, go to his house. He would, like, cook me Sunday dinner so his parents would leave the kitchen so he would cook me Sunday dinner. Then we would like go for a walk. Up, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, we were living... Then when he got his first car, his little Fiat Panda he had, the little... Listen, this I don't even know how this thing got us from A to B, but, you know, you know all that, and you're thinking, like, yeah, like, Bonnie and Clyde, did it? This is life, like, And you think it's forever at that point. To be fair, though, no, I, I, I... I no, my ambitions in life were too big. No, no, no. Like, I wasn't thinking. I was just like, you know what? This is good. And yeah, to be fair, like I broke his heart when I told him. We were like talking about going to university. <laughs> and I was like, well, you can go to your university over here and I'm going to this one. And he was like, but we're not going to the same university. And I was like, what for? <laughs> well, that, was like, that was yeah. That was the end. We went to a nightclub. We started snogging some girl that I know. And yeah, in the middle, when we were still going out, that was his like, that. yeah. So that, that was his rebellion. And you that, were like, yeah, was... see you later, mate. And then when I spoke to him about it, he was like, well, what did you expect me to do? You said we're not going to the same university. I was like, well, if that's how you want to live your life, live your life, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> that was gay. <laughs> but you know what, though? We have... <laughs> Even though he ended it on a bad uh, a bad note but he was only young too you still have that same kind of warmth that same feeling and I think there's something about that that makes us really lucky because sometimes we I had a good first experience in terms of first boyfriend roses hearts like until uh, uh, we're gonna move on he's a bit worthless at the end but it's nice when you have that feeling with somebody else that you feel loved appreciated from a young age because it does somehow set the bar for how you look at yourself going in relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think my next, like, before I can, because I can skip, to be honest, I can skip 10 years because ain't nothing going on to be talking about, really. <laughs> but, like, the next um, guy that I 
went out with. Like I wanted to say, like he proper had a place in my heart, like from a, mm. a teenager, like an extended teenage. Because I met him, I must be like eighteen. Was I eighteen? Yeah, I was eighteen when I met him, and we were like, oh, we did the whole on and off thing for like years, and you know, you know, you do oh, that. Really? Yeah, all we did all of that stupidness. Um, but he was. It felt a bit more grown up, for want of a better mm. word. You know what I mean? And if I remember, like, when me and him used to walk walk street and, you know, he lived in um, North Wales, I think it is. Remember, I'm still up north writing crew, so he's still mm. in North Wales. And, like, for probably for the first time, I did not feel that I had to, like, shrink myself. Because for a start, he was six foot five, right? So he's blonde and blue eyes. You know what I mean? So he, so he had... Play basketball, all of that. And, you know, clearly I've got a thing for basketball players. But, you know, he's... So he was <clears> tall <throat> and, like, understood the culture, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So understood it. So he wasn't one of those that tried to be black. It wasn't about that. But me and him can bust lyrics and verse to, um, you know, old dirty bastards. And, you know, we'd be like, you know, running off lyrics and... Um, you, know, you know what I mean you know when you can do that just, he just he had appreciation and could kind of jive but he didn't feel like he was trying to be black or kind mm. of that he was with you to kind of push up his points in the black world he was just cool and it was just like you were hanging I, out yeah I think yeah I think yeah. so because I mean you know like maybe he was I didn't feel it I didn't feel it do you know what I mean and but, coincidentally he's married to a black woman now so <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, well. Do you what I was saying? So, you know, when you know when you just think so that's probably the first thing. Yeah, as I said, like in my ten years, like not no go on, so you know yeah. what I mean there's like there's nothing there was nothing really. I was like ramping up and down the place. I was like all over the all over the shop. I go carnival, because you know I like to party. <laughs> you know I like to party. So I was partying one always in the club. Always in the motherfucking club. That was me. Dropping it. Dropping it. Dropping it. Dropping it like it's hot. Always. Right next to the speaker. Right next to the speaker. Oh, I wanted one. to ask you two things. Two things. The first one is, or I'm going to say two things. The first one is, you made a really good point, which was you didn't feel that he was dating you because there was any sort of fetish, which is really important because it comes also back to the point about us needing to understand our instincts and follow our instincts. Well, I don't, do you know what? I do I I'm, I can't categorically agree with that because I'm not sure okay. if I, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 I'm not sure, and the reason why I say I'm not sure because at that age, it never crossed my mind that a white guy would want to be with a black woman for anything other than like. I guess there was that, that element of exoticness, but no, nothing deeper than that. Because you remember, like, I was, like, running up and down in uni, do you know what I mean? I was, like, clubbing, yeah, yeah. I was, like, you know, the, you know so it, it didn't even. And also, again, because I'd say, like, genuinely, I was equal opportunity. So I, like, went out with people from Nigeria, Ghana, Germany, um, Palestine, uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. um, you know, listen, like, uh, Netherlands, um, you know, all, listen, when I tell you, you, you were cool, you were just like, yeah. So because you, you were looking at what the I'm saying, sort of right. you're just like, I like for you. No, I'm not going. So you, you put right. that back. Yeah, you get Absolutely. Uganda. I'm trying to think like countries, but the, the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> <laughs> nobody, right, nobody can, we got the we got the no. This is my facial expression, but you know, I was just like, well, 
But the point was <laughs> is that going out with a white person was no big thing for me in comparison to going out with a Muslim guy from Palestine, which was an interesting, who lived in Germany, which was an interesting experience. Going out with somebody who was Dutch. Going out mm -hmm. with, so from that point of view, so I think because I wasn't looking, I was just grateful for, for difference and diversity and multiculturalism. Do you know what I mean? I was just, yeah, because yeah. I was so tired of being the different one. Then, So you, you do want to spend your time around people who are different. Because yeah. in the differentness, you feel the same. Does that make sense? Like even in yeah, the dating. Because yeah. there's a commonality. There's a commonality between two people feeling like they're outsiders for whatever reason. It may or may not be. And you also don't want to be the person who is continuously looked at. Because I can say from my own experience, because I seem to pick village boys or men who seem to come from very very white places almost all the time that I've gone anywhere I've also almost had to be like knowing that I'm going to be introduced it's like does your grandma know I'm white <laughs> you know mm. because you have to kind of prepare yourself for that difference for the questions for the for the reaction that may or may not come and it gets tiring it gets tiring having to always prepare yourself so I get why you sought someone else or sought out other people who were different because you can share that. It's like, well, mm. they might be looking at me, but they also might be looking at him. Or it might mm. be like, question mark, what, what, mm. are, what are what they? Are they? And that, right. right. And that right there is that kind of feeling, well, it's me and you against the world, as opposed to sometimes, which has been my case, it's been me against their world. Mm, 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 mm. which is a very different conversation because you're having to explain to the person who exists in the world what's wrong with the world they're inhabiting because they've never a encountered that situation because they've never dated a black woman but also they're now having to look at their peers some of their family members differently because of the way they have reacted to me which mm. is which is which is a completely different situation as well well listen my, pa my, my partner's estonian and he um, like obviously he, he lives here in the UK right and we talk about going back to Estonia and because I'm just like fascinated with his upbringing I want to see that mm. little the little village he grew up in I want to see yeah. like the lake where I see a picture of his dad who's no longer here and his brother like so all of that stuff that part of him like that I want to see and I'm like, when are we going to es Estonia? And he's like, oh, oh, oh. But uh, because he was like, they ain't used to black people. Mm. Like in some instances, they haven't even seen black people on the television. Like he was different oh, because wow. when he he was growing up, he, um, again, basketball. <laughs> it's basketball. <laughs> like. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. surprise. Is this I a surprise? Don't, I, no, I don't even watch basketball like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm just not even, I'm you, not even you, into it. You don't, you don't, but you like the men and somehow they seem to like you. So I don't, I don't know, know what it is. is. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But so he was, so clearly because he was, he was very much, so even as a teenager, he's grown up, he's watching basketball. He's done playing mm. basketball. Then he lived in the States for a while. So, but even when he lived in the States, he never went out with a, uh, with a black woman, even though he, um, lived in Florida for a while and he hung around with only black people but he never went out with it never crossed his mind to go out with, mm. you know so he wasn't even like yeah, yeah. you know um, and he was like <laughs> really honest I remember us talking about it once and he said you know you have to understand that because I was like how is that even possible and like but he said when you don't see people who are different 
and this is a whole other subject, but he said, you don't associate black women with beautiful in that way, which is like, see, you know, my other half is like, he tell it as it is. That's why I love him dearly. But he, and I was just like, and it's really, and it's really interesting. But then when you flip the coin and how many black people do we know that would never go near somebody of another ethnicity? I know black people that would never, ever date outside of their race. Never. Like, don't even talk to them about it. Full mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. This person could be coming like, do you know what I mean? Invented the new version <laughs> of Bashman. Right? <laughs> nah. A, a new sound system for the 2020. They're not interested. So I, so when people hear that and they go, oh my God, like that's so racist. I don't even see that as racism. I just see that as, that is what happens, isn't it? When you're when you're not living in diversity and you're not seeing it and you're not exposed to people of different cultures and and also I do like I get that there's probably other reasons why people would hang on to kind of dating within their own race and you know marriage and kids and all the rest of it and I get it but equally like the world we're living in now is so blended and it will be mm. even more blended like I joke mm-hmm. and say that like my other half I was like you're gonna be like a, a, a what's the what's the phrase extinct species yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well because like everyone mix up mix up everyone mix up yeah. mix up and so this whole idea this whole idea and like this is what you know occasionally when he wants to engage in these sorts of levels of conversations with me it doesn't happen often um but and i was saying to him the reality is there is always a mix in all of us in some way shape or form absolutely the problem is we've got to this point that we've got black and white by definition of the blackness of your skin versus the whiteness of somebody else's skin right but we're gonna get to a point I would say probably in our children's lifetime where the literal black or white meaning complete opposites is no longer that. It's going to be shades of because there will be shades of people. We got I've got a black child and a biracial child. You've got two biracial children. And that's going to be the norm for them. So right. it's almost like who hasn't got a little piece of something, a right. different something. You know what I mean? Right. So when you when you apply that from a who you love perspective or you know or like Mm. a dating perspective or whatever else it is like it just didn't even cross that it it wasn't that deep for me initially now I reflect now knowing what we know in the in the the, you know the the learning that we've done or whatever maybe I would have thought differently but I was just like whoever's going to treat me right yeah is, is like, the, is the, you know, yeah. yeah. I wanted to say, like, there's two really important points that you also made that I wanted to go back to too, which is um your partner's point about not associating black women with beauty immediately. Now, that isn't, that isn't even something that should be cost because that, that is actually our reality. Mm. And that, that also goes back to, you know, um what I, what I put on LinkedIn in terms of the sacrificing of our femininity on that spectrum, meaning the the holy grail of beauty and femininity was also within that, you know, that white women are at the top of all of that. That's meant to be the pinnacle. And we as black women were always and will continue to be, and then this colorism factor in, in the middle of it all, to be pushed down. So when he says we're not, you know, he didn't think of black women as being beautiful, 
you get it you get why and you, you you get why people don't see us that way because it's not we're not represented that way and if you I'm going to be talking about this again and if you think of somebody like Serena Williams who had to who's been called an ape a man same as Michelle Obama she looks like a man whatever that the way we are also feminine is also questioned it's also put on the masculine thing so when a guy decides to date a tall you know tall black woman well isn't she a bit manly that's where we also end up and it's no surprise then that black women and white men are the last to converge apparently to date outside of their own races because if this is where us if this is where we're being put on the outside of our beauty is last and the black the white man doesn't see our beauty at all i haven't even got onto black men but they don't see our beauty in any which way then it's no surprise that we're having issues in finding each other when our perfect partners could be out of our own out of our own race you know we 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 have that we have that fight but you know as you said we didn't know a lot of this or we didn't think about a lot of this stuff when we were younger at all we were thinking about well I like this guy he likes me and if I also go back into my history I now see and you're 100% right you know I think when I asked you the question I was looking at it as opposed of looking at my knowledge today and putting that knowledge on the past when we weren't thinking like that when we were 18. No because listen I was (laughs) in my 20s in my early 30s I wasn't I was conscious but not conscious of racism and the impact and consequence of Mm. supremacy on all aspects, every single aspect of our lived experiences. At that time I wasn't I wasn't overtly thinking about it. Like if I if you think about some of the stuff we're reading now and the understanding that we had now, and if I was in my twenties now. Would I have dated outside of my race? Maybe not. I don't no. think I would have done. I, I genuinely don't think I would have done. And it's not, you know, I love my partner to, to like pieces. He's like my twin flame. I'm following him in like 10 million afterlives. Do you know what I mean? I said like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like bun and cheese and I don't like bun, but the bun and the cheese goes together. Even I know <laughs> that. I don't like it, but I know it, right? <laughs> Beef patty and hard dough bread, you know what I mean? Scrape out Woo! the scrape out the insides, put it on the on the hard dough the... bread, uh... eat the hard dough bread, then go back and eat the pastry. Yeah, the, patty. The patty. Yeah. Right. right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But um so it's not, you know, it's not about that. But if I think about maybe how much I have been conditioned, brainwashed, mm. enslaved, whatever um terminology you want to use to describe how I viewed myself Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean and being grateful for Mm. attention in a world that actually where you you we 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 knew this we just weren't talking about it we weren't like right but we knew it we've been we've been talking about all of this sort of stuff but it not to the extent that it we accepted it is probably the word yeah. We accepted it. It was just like when you look up at the sky and you see the sky is blue, right? We accepted that we would be second class citizens. We accepted that um, we may not be seen as attractive by men in our own race or women, you know, if, if, mm. if that's your thing. We, were, we accepted that. We accepted that 
some people outside of our race might only be attracted to us because of the forbidden fruit element. element. Yeah, right, right. Which, which, which is you know, we call we call that forbidden fruit. We now recognise as fetishism, but we that's what we refer to it yeah, as. Yeah. Like, we all know yeah, that. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Talk about the forbidden fruit thing, um, and we also, dare I say, was thinking that which is kind of like the ethos of your podcast really isn't it this whole idea of not, not even dating but the love aspect the love and remember mm. I'm a romance novel geek right so you know I like a romance okay otherworldly romance novels you know like I like you're you know, you're, you're, I, you're a different level to me but I like look, listen the, the fundamentals are the same we are romantics yeah. well romance so I love a romance novel and even little things like not seeing a black couple in a romance novel mm. that I could identify with because I grew up reading like I started reading um off my mom's bookshelf remember the days in reader's digest <laughs> I used to get these three books I used to get three books and a book club the books used to come and my mom was like oh my god I forgot to cancel the subscription back in them days when they knew yeah. right because it was a hassle so my mom had on her shelf she had like Danielle Steele she had Rosamond Pilcher old school old school yeah, yeah proper, not like, proper classics. Yeah, yeah and uh, Jackie Collins that I wasn't meant mm. to have, but I still teeth that one still. Forty, like I don't understand what I was reading, but I was a bit like, oh my god, this sounds like you know, it's all Hollywood, isn't it? Um, little, little did we realize. But um, and so I started then, and that's how I then she had like a one-two romance. But I was like, oh my god. And one of the things that I think that I so because I read like fantasy, history, science fiction, horror stuff, all of that sort of stuff. So I'm not don't give me a biography and expect me to read it. Don't give me don't give me anything real. <laughs> give me something that you shows imagination. I got no time. You, 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 listen, you got enough reality in real life. Just you right. want to escape. Just you I want to escape. escape. Right. But also, it was I remember when I used to read those romance novels, thinking to myself. Like, I wonder if I'm going to meet somebody who's going to... It's not even like I'm going to fall in love with, but who will go out on a limb. You know, like how all the heroes mm. always... all the next level. <laughs> They're, like, licking people down, like, jealous rages. You know, all the rest of it. We're loving it. We're loving it. You know, the more jealous they are in the romance novel, not in real life, the more we're you're like, it. Yes. Because yes. yes. you can imagine you're yourself. Pick, yeah. You're going to, like... me over his shoulder, like... like yes. Yeah, all of that stuff, right? So that's how... And so you're part of you is thinking, right, I'm never going to. So without realising it, you're searching for, to be fair, what isn't even true. And then I used to remember reading these books. Then when I start, when you get a bit older, start looking at the bios of the authors and you see like it's one woman and her cat. Do you know what I mean? Living in like, <laughs> living in like some shed in Nevada because that's how she writes. She, she writes wicked books, but she ain't got no love in her life either. So that's her imagination, you know. So you start getting into yeah. all of that. So then you realise it ain't really real life, right? But at that time, you know, I started reading romance novels when I was about 14, 15. Um, and, um, and still do all these years later. And so, but you, you do end up kind of searching for elements of mm. that, you know, of just that whole unconditional love and that unconditional da-da-da. And, you know, so I think it does, it does stay with you but then when you see what you read in the books and I know it's not real for anyone else yeah but the book's not real but when you see what's played out in the books but as a black young woman then as a black woman like the life that we live does not in any way replicate what these romance novels so then part of you says men and then part of you says is is that 
because nobody's life does. But then you turn around and you see all these like white people skipping. Do you know what I mean? They're always called like <laughs> Joe, Joe, Josie and Mark, you know, and they, they, they go here. And you see, you, do you know what I mean? And Because then, then we're yeah. on the television and then we're seeing all these happy white families, 2.4 children. We're seeing the comedian shows right. with this comedy. We're, see, we're seeing all of this. We're seeing all of this white um, nuclear family, if you want to, you know, the, yeah. talk about it from a sociological perspective. Right, we're seeing all of this, 2.4 children. Margaret, you've seen all of that. And then we're looking at the backdrop of our lives. I grew up in a single parent family, as you did. My dad was not around at all. I was not interested in his picnics. was not interested in his kids, right? right? Then you're going there. And then you're trying to look to see representation of that elsewhere. And when you can only find it in the Cosby show, right. which is American, but here's the kicker. But here's the kicker, Shireen. The what? The then the prince, the white knight, the prince on the horseback, was never made for us anyway. And no, this, and this no. is why it's never there. Because, no. and we're going to have to take it back for two seconds again. Because this whole thing about the man being the breadwinner, winner, and the woman staying at home was something that was created for the white family. The no, because, and then the reason why they could do that is because. We black people were out there doing the work they didn't want to do. So too right, the woman yeah, didn't have but, to work. But but not but not only just that, Shireen, it was also because the the black man wasn't ever paid enough to allow his wife to stay at to home. Stay at home. Yeah, so yeah, his yeah, wife yeah. then had to go out to work. So this whole concept of, you know, for a white woman, getting married was always a bring up in your life. Then you get that stay at home. The man comes and saves you. You get the white picket fence. Da, 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 da. Our life was never that. Because our whole history, our legacy was that our family was destroyed. And when we were freed from being enslaved, then we still had to work anyway. We still had to work and take care of children. So this whole thing, and this is one of the reasons why there are still tensions, because this whole thing just doesn't work for us. And that's even more why we look for it. As you said, we're not in stories. Where is our fairy tale? How many princesses in Disney are black? Snow, snow, snow White. Snow motherfucking white but also the other the other dynamic is just to say because you know like I've, and i have to be fair this is this is a valid point because when i talk to some people not about the, the love aspects of this but thinking about the the reality of what it is when you you live in a world that is very whitewashed in mm-hmm. western society is very whitewashed and i and they said yeah but even without slavery because don't forget not every black person is a descendant from slaves not every so for for some people like that they don't understand that it's relevant in my history because i can trace Mm -hmm. not very far right right for some people it isn't but then when you tie into as a black person or a person of color somebody who just isn't white coming Mm -hmm. into a predominantly white society even if you were somebody who was a chief who had education who had you know look at people who come from west africa who come over here right skipping over all their qualifications and all the rest of it and they can't get a job right so even if you're not you know (laughs) slavery is not in your history and you come from very proud people you can trace your tribe Mm -hmm. you, you know all of this all of this stuff that even we as descendants of slaves look at with 
like envy almost yeah, yeah. because we don't we don't have like we don't like that, we, we, we don't have that you know we do not no. have that so you know and that's probably why I think there's a lot of um well it, it depends but I think that's probably why I gravitated a lot to my West African friends when I was at university like I loved that I was probably like the, the equivalent of the white person who looks at black culture and feels feels like we all sit around <laughs> drinking, drinking Kool-Aid and eating fried chicken. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, even, listen, I think some people, even like, I want that. Do you know what I mean? My garden's yeah, not big yeah. enough. And I, ain't got, I haven't got no real, a lot of black friends near where I live, but I want that whole, you know, kicking yeah, it and, you know, yeah. whatever else it is, right? That's like the black American dream that we see from that yeah, point yeah. of view, isn't it? You know, everyone like mm. kicking You know, so so we would, we would see that. And I know, you know, and I've dated a lot of people from, from West Africa and I liked that solidity, mm. stableness, the, the strong foundations that I, mm. I didn't have. And the reality is sometimes, not is sometimes, a lot of the time when you do end up going into relationships, you're you're trying to find something that has been missing. You know, that's why mm. people yeah. look at, you know, father figures, um, you know, all these different aspects, or they like people from certain cultures because they like what they like to be um embraced by everything it's not just about the individual it's what they represent yeah. and what they bring that makes them feel part of something because fundamentally we all want to feel part of something and what we are reacting yeah. to at the moment is the exclusion of Correct. that you want that completeness and i think and i think because you and i both had fathers in absentia there is absolutely in our partners that level of reliability <laughs> that they have that we missed, that we were like, this is what we want. We want reliability. We don't want anybody that's going to put us in a certain position that we felt when we were growing up because this was missing from our lives. So you're absolutely. Yeah, and I, think, and I I remember, um, and like I tell people this story and they go, oh my God, is that so true? And I was like, listen, when I decided, because I did, like I literally woke up one morning and I was like, fuck this bullshit. I'm not doing this whole dating you know all this BS because like after people I'm I, just thinking I'm, I'm just I not remember. interested I'm just not I'm just not interested January <laughs> you know so on 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 the first subject because I'm one of these people that like when it's new when I'm in my house um in New Year's I do like to do like I have my little rituals I don't I haven't really done it since then really but one of my rituals that I did is that I was like right I think I must have read this article in like some magazine called Kindred Spirit that I don't get anymore but um and I wrote on a post-it note three qualities of the person that I want to like meet. It's, life partner is probably not the right words. I don't know what I was thinking at the time. I can't remember. Um, and I must try and find this post-it note because I did have it, but I don't know where it is now. But I wrote the three qualities, right? And I mm -hmm. wrote it down, put it in this book, um, this notebook, and then just just like left it. Um, and then I met, um, began my partner. I think it was like the March. I think I met him in the Yeah, it was March. We're both rubbish with dates. We've got no idea what date it was. Do, I, do, you, know what, no do you know what? Do you know what the problem is? The problem is I actually know the date. This is what the worst part about it is. I have no <laughs> idea. But you know, so we so we met in March, um, <laughs> and he was and still is all three of the characteristics that I wrote down on the um, post-it note. Like I can't, I can't. To be honest, I really struggle with the third one. I can't remember. But one of them was. He's got to make me laugh. And this man mm -hmm. has consistently, <laughs> consistently from morning, he makes me laugh every 
it makes me laugh every single day. I'm like, you're too much. Every time I said it, you're too much. I can't. I can't with you. You're too much. He has no idea how funny he is. You know, one of them ones. Yeah. I'm not a comedian like that. He just has no idea. So that was really important to me. Um, but also, I wrote somebody who makes me feel safe. Yeah. Somebody who makes me feel safe. And now, when I reflect back, what I meant to say, so safety for me was all the things that you talked about, reliability and, and, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Hence, I had that thing about living together because that was a commitment. I'd never lived with anybody mm. until we, we, we moved in together in 2018. We bought a house. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was the first time. Mm. Um, so all of those things were very, very important. But safety, because reality was I did not feel safe navigating this world, not even from a a relationship point of view but just from Mm. being a black woman never felt safe Mm -hmm. never felt like anyone ever had my back like Mm -mm. you know like yeah yeah you just just feel like I just remember every time I was thinking if I was in a certain situation um I know I would literally be on my own. And this is not about, you know, exclude my mom and my sister's not about that, but it's that whole feeling of the fact that you have, there is just no structure underneath you at all. There is no, mm-hmm. nobody is going to go to bat for you. Cause I've been, mm-hmm. you know, and I was thinking about my love life. I was thinking about work, you know, I was mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, the fact, and you know, it, at that time, I remember just reflecting on every time there's been a situation at work, do you know what I mean? Or things have happened if things get said. Nobody's had my back. Mm. Leanne. Not one one person. Person. Even even there are people that I enjoyed working for. There were people that were great mm. bosses. There were people who were I admired and respected for lots of different reasons. Never, ever, ever felt like they had my back. I saw them have everybody else's back for less. Never felt that they had mine. And mm. then when you're then going out with whatless people and people who also don't have your back, and then oh, you're going, right, and off it goes, and off it goes, and off it mm. goes. So that, and I wasn't even, con- I didn't even think about it that deep. I just remember like, oh, I, I remember writing it down thinking, where did that come from? Um, and um, so, and he still makes me feel, you know, very, very safe. Like he, like he doesn't really understand some of this stuff that I- that I do, to, you know, so that he's just to be like, all oh, right, yeah, yeah. Are we going to watch a show? Because, you know, we live for like our TV time. That's our like chill out time with the kids, you know, without the kids, put the kids to bed and or send my 12 year old back up to her room, like, later, we're going to watch television now. Um, but he still makes me feel very safe and I feel very, um, like I'll be fine if like he wasn't around from that point of view, but I definitely recognize that he has given me a very strong foundation for me to do the stuff that I do because mm. I feel like when I am at home it's not literally because we're living in coronavirus times but when I'm at home right that um I can just be me right. do you know what I mean and, and he'll you can be all parts of you and none of those parts of you mean having to put up a wall. You don't feel like you have to be on the defensive. You don't feel like you have to showcase being strong. You don't feel like you have to embody that external. Oh, no, listen, I'm the little woman. woman. I'm, I'm right. the little woman. Listen, right, right. Let, let me make no bones about it. So he, you know, um, Big M, he um, works in a power plant, right? So he does a lot of shift work. He's working nights mm-hmm. now, which is killing me because I'm going to bed there. I don't like it when he's not in the house. 
I don't know, I can't sleep properly. So I'm working till stupid <laughs> hours just, just to delay going just to bed. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm just thinking, right, okay, so I've only got to deal with him like, like, in like five, six hours. Um, and he's like, well, I've got to do this for two months. And I'm like, ah. um, but, Right, but I'll be like doing my little talks and, you know, running my business and doing all of this stuff. And then he'll come home and he'll like, I know you've got stuff going on, but what am I going to have for lunch tomorrow at work? And I'm like, because literally, he will so come in like, yeah, right, did you know, he'll come seriously in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, white supremacy, white privilege, these people are taking shit seriously. So, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, babe, um, <laughs> like I know you're busy, but I've opened the fridge and there's not a lot in there. And it doesn't. And I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm so you know, and I say to him because you know we have that relationship. I said, do you want me to go pick the cotton as well? Is that what you want? And he's like, babe, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So there I will be. I'll be like, right, he's your lunch. He's your he's your lunch at twelve o'clock. He's your lunch for six o'clock. Babe, I'll put it in here. It's in the bottom shelf. Don't be touching this up at twelve because that's Lexi's and the tea's got some. Like literally, but but the norm the normalcy in that, you know, like when we go shopping, I ain't picking up that I'm he's I'm like I'll take the keys and he's like you're not gonna take the bags. I'm like no baby, you got that, you got that, you know. <laughs> like yeah, like I can't deadlift 140 kilos. Do you know what I mean? I'm not no retail, right? But I'm literally I can't I can't like I can't. I don't want to break my nails. I can't. Right, Right. But it's 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 knowing that you can embrace all those sides of you without no side eye. It's like, yeah, yeah, listen, you got you got you gotta take care of that, darling. You gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. Do it. And, and you're like, yeah, and I will moan and I will try and like that <laughs> and people probably if they saw, you know, like I'm giving away all my you, secrets now. But when people see they me, they would, I think they know no, but I think they know because like people have seen all different aspects. So it's not like I come giving some, you know, like big front. Like people see me like ball and all the rest of it. But um they I don't know whether some people would be surprised at just like how like soft I am at home. Because I'm like a I'm like a great big tub of mushy peas. I would be I'd be like playing it to the hill, Listen, playing it to the hill. I'm not I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to spill too many secrets, but just for all you listeners out there, I've known this girl for a long while, and the first time I saw her together with Big M, this was like mush city. You could have squeezed her with a tomato. This girl is, this girl is like gooey eyes. Gooey eyes. They are like. It's it's not your traditional romance that you're expecting, but they are gooey, super sweet, like yes, yeah, we're very we're very tactile, we're very very and, loving, um, yeah, to the yeah, point where we, they made us. I'm not gonna, I can't go into the story. I'm not gonna spill too many details, but I'm just gonna say they had me and my husband crying in a restaurant, <laughs> not just not just a little bit, crying, big tears dripping all the way down our t-shirts. But this is. This is the beauty of it. And this is the beauty of, this is what I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate us as black women coming to that place where we are with people who make us feel safe enough to be us. We can we can take on the world. We can fight the world. But you know that you have someone in your corner that if you have to retreat, they're there to come, come mm. take over for you and fight the world for you. 
Mm. Well, even though my partner ain't fighting shit, because yeah, he's like, I ain't moving. He's like, he's like, you got it, you got it. He might he might hand you another gun just so that he can keep fighting you all, but he's there. He's there. No, he is 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 you know, he's he's absolutely there. And I think that's also the thing is that um you know we don't have a lot of us time together because we've got like two kids, you know, and he's mm. working and now I'm working like stupid hours. But you know, we do like lovingly abandon the children before coronavirus once a year, because you know we do our holiday, just me yep, and him once absolutely. a year. Um and it is quite nice that like five years down the line people always think we just got together yesterday mm. i know we haven't been together like 25 years but but there, there is no, always but... our vibe is always like it's always it's a, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah 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 <laughs> people are just <laughs> like WWE, you yeah. guys did just that and that and we're like no we've no got, no <laughs> We've got like, yeah, like taking that picture of Lex or whatever. I was like, we've got two kids, you know, he's got one step child and we've got, you know, we've got two year olds and whatever else it is. So, you know, and he, and when he says things like, you know, you're very lucky that, you know, we didn't meet when we, we were younger because he said we'd have like five kids. <laughs> I'll be like, that's what you think, my friend. Is he sure he knows? Oh, is he no, sure he knows? Listen, no, no. And I mean, that's <laughs> not, <laughs> not mm-hmm. today. Not no, no, I've got two kids, grateful. There we go. Happy, I'm done. blessed. Right. Yeah, happy, blessed. See you later, people. So, yeah. before we finish up for today, this is my final question for you. What should anybody know who wants to date a black woman? Because, you know, there's loads, obviously, there's loads of black women listening, but for somebody who wants to date a black woman, what should they know? Um, don't believe the hype. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, and you know, there, there, there is no such thing as a black woman personified. So take us as you find us. Whoever you go and talk to next, if you're feeling like chatting up, do you know what I mean? A black woman, go do that. If you want to ask her out right. on a date, go and do that. If you want to try sweet uh, flirt, flirt with her through LinkedIn, because you know that's how people do these days, <laughs> right? Go and do that because the stereotypes and the prejudice mm-hmm. and the discrimination and all of the things that are not true about black women we are not all one homogenous glob so you have to take your black woman as you find her let her show you who she is in the same way that you have to show her who you are and if you're whatless that is just because you are whatless <laughs> it is not because it is not because you represent all of stop having this whole representation own your whatlessness right and keep it moving do you know what i mean and guess what he might not be shit either that's fine but that that's not all about black that's not a race thing that's just a people thing do you understand what i'm saying so that's it that's all i gotta say tell the lovely people how they can find you where are where are you visible Oh, God, where am I not visible? Right, YouTube, that's where I am. So, HR Rewired TV. Um, or you can just, go- listen, <laughs> Google my name. <laughs> Google my name. You know what, Tia comes home to me. Tia was like, Mom, we Googled you again. And like, I didn't know you did this thing on the radio. I was like, yes, you did. But you weren't paying attention when I tell you. Because, like, <laughs> I'm one of the few people in her class that when they go, they're like, Tia, what's your mom doing now? So they can like, she's, she's like coming like puff chest. You know what I mean? She's like, well, you know. 
Yes. Yeah, so, listen, you'll find I, I hang out on LinkedIn every day, um, occasionally Twitter, occasionally Facebook. Um, Instagram, you can find me, Shereen underscore Daniels. Um, but just Google me. You're honestly, I'm not that difficult to find. Like, you'll see my smiling face in Gatti. Ding! Believe me, <laughs> Google her. She's on the first page. She's on the second page. Hell, she's on the 10th page. You can find You'll find me. Her. You'll find me. So, thank you very much, Shereen. Listen, you killed me today. Fire in the boo, as you say. <laughs> <laughs>